Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Alright, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chair Gaten, your NASCAR podcast for Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live once again from Austin, Texas, and I'm back. It's been a few weeks, uh, I've taken off, been very, I say taken off, I've been crazy busy, super swamped with a lot of things going on uh, outside of the podcast world because... Like I said in my last episode, all of my fans are the absolute worst, and I don't make enough money to do this uh, full-time for a living yet, so you know, maybe if I can get some actual good fans, that would change, but more importantly, uh, I've also been working with Mike uh, over at Belly Up Sports, and we're getting a lot of things done, um, you know, things are moving, coming together nicely, that uh, our, our site and our brand is going to be taking off exponentially very soon and also I'm getting lined up for a couple more interviews uh, probably got a couple more ARCA drivers that I'm gonna be interviewing soon and uh, have some pretty exciting news for what not this week next weekend Darlington yeah so I guess whenever you're listening to this episode uh, Darlington will be the next race and I got some exciting news for that so I've been gone a while. This is going to be a short episode. Don't have an interview. Just felt like putting something up. Um, I didn't have anything lined up. A couple of the things that I was thinking kind of fell through last seconds uh, with some of the belly up guys. So I was like, you know what? My fans haven't got to listen to my beautiful voice in a little while. And I know how depressing it can get if you don't get to hear me talk. Uh, I can't I can only imagine you know so I, I figured I would just record something I have no idea what I'm gonna talk about 
Just figured I would hit record and see what happens. So I imagine it's going to be a fairly short episode. Uh, but like I said, I've been gone a little while. The last race that was just on was Bristol. And you know how I am about recapping races. Because if you're listening to this podcast, then you watch the race. You know, I don't need to... I don't need to recap it or review it for you, but uh, I like to talk about races, so it was a great race. Obviously, unfortunately, I missed out on it because you know one of my good friends, Eric Estep, was there with all the other YouTubers, and uh, you know I've been on a couple of their shows, and they all did that awesome meetup where they got to hang out with fans and I mean meet each other for the first time as well. I, I, me and Eric, we record together. So we know each other uh, personally, but you know a lot of these YouTubers and podcasters and you know whatnot, um, you don't ever actually get to meet them face to face. It's always over a camera, you know. So it looks like you never have legs or something. So it it looks really awesome that they got to meet up with each other and finally meet each other. Very very jealous. Um, you know, I put on a brave face, but deep down, I was very jealous that I had to miss out on that. Um, you know, my boy uh, Rusty Walrus was there. Like I, a lot of the guys I know were there. Uh, one of the contributors for Belly Up Racing, um, essentially the person that's taken over Belly Up Racing, because I've been so busy, I passed it off. Um, he 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 was there as well with his family. He wasn't at the meetup with the other podcasters and YouTubers because he was with his family. But yeah, I mean Bristol Night Race. That's that's definitely. I'd say that's yeah. That's the next on my list um, to go to. I would. I'm pretty certain. Except, well, you know, actually, Daytona. Probably I got. I think I gotta go Daytona. Yeah, Daytona's going to be next on my list, but Bristol Night Race is right there as well. So, uh, definitely an exciting race to watch, and it did not disappoint. It was a good race overall. Uh, Bristol is always a fun race. You know, any NASCAR fan, any not just NASCAR, but just stock car racing fan, anybody that likes stock car racing, not open wheel racing, but stock car racing, can appreciate short tracks, because that's what stock car racing really is. Uh, you know that that's where stock cars are the most entertaining. Uh, you know because you got the rubbing right. <laughs> They're bumping past each other. They can give each other a little contact here and there. It's a, it's it's fun to watch definitely. And this race didn't disappoint either. It was a really good race. Unfortunately, uh, as you all know, the ending wasn't as good as I think we were all hoping. Uh, Denny Hamlin ended up winning the race. God forbid somebody else, somebody new, actually wins a damn race this season. Uh, you know, I haven't complained much about the racing this season because I think the on-the-track product has actually uh, progressed and has been a little bit better than it was last year. Uh, I know people are always going to complain, and you know, not everybody's happy with the new package and yada yada yada. I think it is gotten, it has gotten a little bit better compared to last year, so that's a positive. So uh, I, I usually don't complain about these races because I, I, I like to try to stay positive. But, man, I am just getting tired of the same guys uh, winning uh, every every year. And I know last year 
it was Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick, you know, just kind of battling it out. But you know what? Joey Logano won the championship. So it really wasn't just them. Um, this year, it's just, man, it's it's rough. And, you know, nothing against the guys that are winning. Um, I don't necessarily mind the drivers that are getting these wins, but it just gets boring, you know? Uh, so... And I'm, I'm going to get into that in a second, too. So I've been thinking about this as well. Uh, I guess this can kind of transition into it. Obviously, Matt DiBenedetto did not get the win. And this came... So he finished second. Uh, and this came just after, you know, the news surfaced that he would not be racing... Um, I, 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 at least in his team, I, I haven't heard anything about what he's doing next. Um, so... You know, he drives the 95 for uh, Levine Family Racing. And he's getting dropped as their full-time driver for the 95. Um, so, I don't I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know who Levine's picking up. Levine, from what I hear, is probably going to pick up... Uh, is probably going to pick up Bell, from what I understand... And, you know, the uh, the owner of Levine Family Racing, boy, I, I blanked on his name. I know his last name, <laughs> but he, he, you know, he's been pretty transparent over Twitter. I mean, I just started following him on Twitter because of this whole thing, because he is, uh, he just quote tweets everybody, man. If you, if you tweet at him, he's probably going to quote tweet it and uh, reply. He's been very transparent about the whole thing, essentially saying, like, you know, calling out sponsors, just being like, we don't get enough money. Uh, he's pissed off a few sponsors on Twitter, uh, but he's just kind of laying it out there. Like, you know, it, it, when it comes down to it, it is a business decision, and Matt Benedetto is not bringing us the money that we need. I mean, I don't know what Levine Family Racing, what their plans are. You know, obviously, you're running a full-time charter. You want to be competitive, the fact of the matter is that team's not competitive, so I don't know what their plans are. Um, but it sounds like the owner of the team at least is interested in moving forward. You know what I mean? He's not just trying to like have a sponsorship car that's just going to run around the track just so you can see the logo. It seems like he really wants to be competitive, um, which you should be. Obviously, you know this shouldn't be like a weird concept like good for him he you know he wants to find a driver that can bring in more sponsorship dollars so they can put a better product on the track makes perfect sense fact of the matter is nobody really knows who matt Benedetto is if you're a nascar fan you know who he is because you know who every single full-time cup series driver is right but um you know when my wife is watching the race with me she kind of knows who he is now just because she watches races with me but she still can't pronounce his last name like still to this day cannot pronounce De Matt De Benedetto. Uh and I get it you know so so there is some marketing issues there let's be honest but the fact is uh, he had an incredible race at Bristol and almost got the win so that would have been an an awesome story for him to get the win right after uh, they say that they're going to drop him. Regardless, he got second. Denny Hamlin, even, the second he got out of his car, after winning the race, 
Now, Mike gets put in his face. The first thing he says is, man, I'm really sorry for Matt. You know, so he says something like that. He, the first thing he did was apologize to Matt Benedetto for passing and beating him. So everybody out there, like, knew, like, they wanted Matt to win because it's such a good, like, underdog Cinderella story. And he raced really hard, and he did what he could with the equipment he had. Uh, it was an incredible story, and everybody wanted him to win. Even the guy that won wanted him to win. He apologized for winning. I mean, <laughs> that was wild. But good for Matt. I mean, honestly, uh, it, 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 I think he, he can land somewhere. Um, we'll see what happens. He can at least get like some part-time rides here and there and work his way back up. Maybe he just needs to market himself a, a, a little bit more. Um, to be fair, he doesn't really put himself out there as much, I don't think. Um, but, you know, that's just me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, that, but this goes back to the problem of this uh, pay-to-play situation. You know, it, it just, in my opinion, costs too much in NASCAR right now to race because David Reagan, he's also stepping down. That, supposedly, it's so he can spend more time with his family. Um, I don't understand that at all. I mean, how old is he? He's 30, he's 33. I don't, you're going to retire at 33 to spend more time with your family? Like, that doesn't make any sense. There's got to be more to that, right? Like, I, I can't be the only one thinking that that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, he drives a 38 for front row. Not sure what they're gonna do there either. Um, and then it goes back also to what I spoke about in the last episode, talking a little bit of, uh, of silly season, um, talking about Reddick going to the RCR, and everybody knows I'm a pretty big RCR guy. I like my Chevys, and um, I've been a Reddick fan because he's just a really, really good driver, uh, and the dude puts himself out there he is marketable and he puts his face out there he does crazy stunts you know he's on social media he does what you need to do uh, to get the dollars and to um, to to be on a team and build a competitive uh, charter but that kind of goes back to the problem as well the fact that it, it seems like it's becoming worse and worse um, about pay to play that even if you're a good driver if you don't have the personality to get the sponsorships you're not going to be in the ride for very long and I get that that's politics it's always going to be there but my biggest issue is that you know a team like Levine right they they are not going to compete they're not going to compete with Hendrick or Joe Gibbs Racing, you know, they're, they're just not there. And it's really unfortunate, you know. It, I, it really, really bothers me that a smaller team can't put together a competitive ride. Um, the last time that we've seen that happen was Martin Truex Jr., but look what happened there, you know. Um... So I don't know what the solution is, but it really bugs me that the sport, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves about the sport, is that it's going to come down to, you know, four teams, let's just say four, 
um, and then their you know affiliate teams, and th- they've essentially turned the affiliate teams into like a step in between Xfinity and these other four Cup Series teams, right? But the step between those two and these smaller affiliate teams isn't necessarily skill level. It's just like, let's see if they can bring in the dollars or they're good enough to drive cup, but they'll never market be marketable enough to bring in the dollars. Does that, if that makes any sense. Maybe I'm just rambling and ranting here. Nobody understands what I'm saying. But it just seems like there's this, like, you know, this in-between dead zone between Xfinity. Like, it, you know, you see drivers coming up, and they're coming up in, like, K&N or Arca, and then they're going to trucks and then to Xfinity, and you see the skills that they have get better and progress, and they're, you know, competing against other skilled drivers, and they're progressing in it, um, and, you know, in Xfinity, I think it's a, it's a big time period for them to test um, how well they're able to get sponsorship money as well, but it's, it's like, then the, there's this next step, and that's the Cup Series, and it's not necessary. It doesn't. It sounds terrible, but it doesn't seem anymore like it. It's necessarily the this huge jump of skill level. It seems like it's a jump for who can bring in revenue for us. And it's unfortunate, but that's just how it seems to me. At least with these smaller affiliate teams. So I mean, what are we gonna do? Are we just gonna say, all right, there's four teams in NASCAR now, and they each have like. I don't know, they each have, what, like, six charters or something? You know, they each have, like, six rides, and that's it. That's what we're going to do. Because, like, what's the point of having these other teams? Honestly, someone please tell me, what is the point of any of these other teams even being there? They're not going to compete. They're not going to get a win. And they're sure as hell not going to get, you know, compete for any kind of championship. So what's the point? I just don't get it. You know, why even have a team? I, I guess, you know, it, it somehow can make sense in the business world. Of, you know, you're, you're, you're making more money because of the sponsorships. But I don't know who's paying if you're on a, you're a car that's never going to do anything. I, I just don't understand. I mean, it, are, are affiliate teams literally just there to test drivers or to test equipment or something? Like, Jermaine for RCR, you know, like Ty Dillon's in Jermaine, and they have Geico. Uh, great sponsor, you know. Other full-time uh, charters would, would kill to have something like that. Ty Dillon, um, we've seen, has skill as a driver. Uh, some, I'm sure, will try to argue me on that, but whatever, I don't care. The point is, like, what's he ever going to do in that equipment, though? Is he ever going to compete for anything in that equipment? Probably not. So, it's just, what's the point anymore? It just seems, it, it's just been something that's been bugging me about these small teams. And, you know, maybe I need to have somebody come on that knows a little bit more about these affiliate teams and can help explain to me why they're even there. Because <laughs> I'm... I'm just at a loss for words at this point uh, when it comes to these teams and, and silly season because this is what's going to happen, right? David Reagan's gone. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto's gone. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe Daniel Hemrick's gone? I doubt it. I doubt it. I think it's way too early. He just got put there. But 
Then what? They're going to replace them with these expanding drivers, right? So let's say, um, you know, Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, and Bell, right? They all get pulled up because they're, you know, they're good drivers and, right, uh, you know, they're the best new drivers and they're marketable and we're, they're going to bring in revenue and sponsors. Great. So let's say Bell goes to Levine. What's he doing in that car? Like, what? where is his career progressing from this point? Because, you know, hey, if he gets a win, that's incredible in the equipment. But even if he doesn't, and he's finishing, like, decent, people are just going to chalk it up to, like, okay, well, but look at the equipment he's in. That's a huge, you know, progress for the equipment he's in because he, he should be in the back of the pack every single race because of what he's driving. And you're just like, okay, well, then why is he out there? If that's the expectations, why is he out there in a vehicle that we know deserves to be in the back of the pack? What's the point, right? You know, and and so David Reagan's going. So let's say like Tyler Reddick goes there to front row. He's a great driver. You know, he 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 can uh, really work his equipment. I get that, but let's say he never gets a single win because he's in front row, which is very likely. Uh, but then what happened to his career, right? It's almost like at this point, if you're a really good Xfinity driver that you know is marketable, uh, do you just turn down these offers from these affiliate teams? Because it, it it seems like it could just like ruin your career before you even go there. Uh, I I don't know how to, like the only other comparison I have would be like Baker Mayfield when he was getting drafted to Cleveland. Some people were like, eh. Do you really want to risk it going to Cleveland and risking your career before it even gets started? Um, you know, but I think it's totally different because Cleveland, you know, they're able to put together a football team. They've just been dog shit. Um, whereas NASCAR, they just don't have the money to put together a car that's going to compete with these other ones. It just comes down to that. It's as simple as dollars, right? They just can't afford to compete. They can drive the best they can possibly drive. And maybe one weekend, you know, once a month at best, and this would be at best, they get top 15 finish, you know, top 10 maybe here and there. And that would be huge for a team like that. Huge. Uh, a, A win is almost unbelievable. You know, that's almost remarkable to think about. But it just seems like, yeah, at this point, if you're one of those Xfinity drivers, one of the top three guys, you know you're going to be getting called up soon, um, and you get an offer from an affiliate team, I would I, w- I would say, okay, yeah, who's your affiliate, right? Is it Joe Gibbs Racing? Because if that's the case, I want to be next in line for when that next ride opens up, because I'm not just going to be sitting in this affiliate ride, because my career is going to be stagnant here, and nothing's going to happen. So, yeah, that's my biggest issue right now with NASCAR. There, it, there just seems to be this huge gap. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of my rant about my problem with that. And I didn't even plan on going on that rant tonight. I don't know what started it. I guess just the silly season stuff. Because the silly season stuff right now is specifically about these affiliate teams and these smaller teams. And it's just something that's been kind of bugging me for a while. So I wanted to talk about that. Also, uh, exciting news coming up. Darlington, 
I will be once again at Darlington. Last year I was there for my bachelor party. Amazing time. It was my first time at Darlington. Um, and it was one of my favorite experiences for NASCAR. If you've never been to Darlington, highly, highly, highly recommend it. It is a really cool experience. It's such an old track. Uh, and I'm used to super speedways and the intermediate tracks, you know, like Texas and Kansas. So I'm used to these huge stadiums, these huge arenas. Um, and you go to Darlington and it's like, obviously, you know, it's bigger than a football stadium. In, like, but it looks like a high school football stadium from the outside. Like, honest to God, when you're when you're pulling up to it, and it is built right in the middle of the town, like right off the main street in town. It's right. That's where you get your tickets. To, you don't have to walk far. It's honestly like a high school baseball stadium. You just like park and walk up, and you're in. Um, so it's a very cool experience. I loved it. It felt like. You know, going to an old high school area. It feels like going to a local track. It's the best way to put it. I don't know if y'all have local tracks where you're from, but if you just go to a local track to like watch a small race or something, that's what Darlington feels like. But it's NASCAR, so you're seeing, you know, the Cup Series drivers. Not to mention, they're all driving the throwback cars. And, you know, it's the best paint schemes all year, hands down. You know, you got Jeff Gordon out there. You got Richard Petty out there. You got Rusty Wallace out there. You got Dale Earnhardt. You know, it's so cool to see these cars uh, and to be at that track. But this year, instead of the bachelor party, uh, I'm going to be going with um, people that have connections in NASCAR. It's just how that's how I'm gonna put it because uh, I don't know if they want me to. You know specifically state who they are or not but um i have got connections and so i'm gonna have a hot pass but it appears i'm gonna get more access than just that it seems like i'm gonna have quite a bit of access so be ready uh come darlington because i think i'm going to be um yeah gonna be interviewing some drivers you know uh, right up with the cars, with the teams. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty big deal. Um, it's it seems like it's gonna be access that uh, an independent person like myself would never um, dream of having, unless you're with a network. So we'll see. Hopefully that works out as well as I have in my head. But knowing the person who this is, uh, I'm fairly certain it might work out even greater than what I have in my head. So, everybody uh, be on the lookout for all my content. Come Darlington, and that weekend, I'll just be updating everybody with like, hey, I'm gonna be posting here, I'm going live here, yada, yada, yada. So you can keep up with all that great content. And next time Eric and all his gang do something, I promise I will do my best to be there because I feel like uh, me and Eric and Rusty, you know, uh, you know, even Black Flags Matter, like I'm sure we have some cross fans. Um, so it would be great if I could meet up with them and do something like that uh, for my fans as well. So I'm going to talk to Eric. Next time they do something, I'm not letting that opportunity slip through my fingers again because, boy, was I jealous sitting on my couch watching their Insta stories. I had the race on, but like... <laughs> I was just kind of flipping back and forth, like, okay, the race is on, cool, back to my phone, like, damn, that looks fun. So, 
I'm not going to miss out on that opportunity again. And uh, keep up with everything that's been going on with Belly Up Sports. Like I said, I, I've been lacking on the podcast because of how much work we're putting into Belly Up Sports. It's going to, um, you know, we got a lot of good things rolling here. Uh, football season's coming up. We're very busy. That's, you know, obviously the busiest time. For Belly Up Sports, uh, depending on how long you've been listening to this podcast, Chair Gating originally started as a college football podcast. So, you know, NFL is great and all. Um, I like all sports except soccer because that's not really a sport. Um, but college football, that's, I mean, that's, it's NASCAR and college football for me. And then probably like MLB and then, you know, and then there's a drop off, right? So, it's definitely like college football is a big deal for me, so I'm going to be going on a lot of the other podcasts for Belly Up Sports as well, just because I am pretty knowledgeable when it comes to uh, college football, maybe even more so than NASCAR. I know I sh- probably shouldn't say that on my NASCAR podcast. Um, I just enjoy NASCAR a little bit more, but I, I have a lot of knowledge with when it comes to college football. So I'll keep everybody updated on those podcasts as well, so you can listen if you're a college football fan. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff with Belly Up Sports coming up, and I'm going to be part of those things. So you'll want to listen to those. Um, and we keep putting out great t-shirts. Uh, anybody listening to this podcast right now, DM me, and I will send you a t-shirt. Guaranteed. That's it. No questions asked. Just DM me, at Chairgate. If you are listening to this part of the podcast right now, DM me the shirt you want and the size and I will send it to you. No strings attached. That's simple. So, hope you enjoyed this really short episode of me ranting and bitching about stuff. Uh, yeah. And we will see you again next week. Peace. It was Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's a pace car? Well, it's the car that all the other drivers have to stay behind at the beginning of a race or whenever there's a crash. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.